Hello, hello, and welcome to today's episode of Saddest Night Out. My name is Roy, and I am the host of this podcast, which is most of the time about music and creative culture in London. So last night I went to a gig at the Shackerwell Arms. That's a venue in Dalston. I've been there quite a few times in the past, but I think this is the first time I've been there for the whilst having this podcast. The band that was playing was Magic Wands. They were supported by Violet Fields and Duke. I kind of talked about Magic Wands in the previous episode. Hadn't heard of Violet Fields or Duke before. I later learned that Violet Fields are from Berlin. And Duke <laughs> had some of the funniest heckles I've ever heard in a show. You're here in the middle of one of these conversations because I was talking to someone and Duke were about to start to so to make her way out. And you'll hear someone saying, like, hurry up. And then later on, I think the same person shouted, what was it they said? They said, hurry up, I've got work in the morning with you. <laughs> Which paints quite the picture of the environment, the scene around this venue. So, I got there about halfway through Violet Field's set. And as usual, I wasn't really sure who I talked to for the case of the episode. But when I arrived, I saw quite a few people that I've recognised vaguely from other shows. The first person I saw that I recognised was James who I talked to when I went to two gigs in one day. He was the photographer that had a camera in each hip. So he was the first person I recognised. Then I saw this shorter old guy, who is quite a regular appearance at gigs. Then I saw another person named Francisco, who I have met before. I've met his friend Andres before as well. And there was someone I met at another gig, whose name is Pedro Montenegro. He has a YouTube channel under that name where sometimes he films entire shows and puts them up. Not unlike Jamie from Jumping Sound, who I spoke to at the Hatchie gig. And this guy, Pedro, told me about this other person who films for YouTube, whose account name on YouTube is his name backwards. And that person has, I think, like the, as far as London is concerned, I think he holds the record of having the most gigs filmed and uploaded. So every time I go to a gig and I see someone film, looking like they're filming the whole show, I always approach them and ask, do you have a YouTube channel? Like, are you him? Are you the legend that's been spoken of? And at this gig, I finally found him, Mark. He was a bit shy, didn't want to be on the podcast. You hear me asking him to join and him politely refusing. But who I do talk to is Roger. He was a shorter, older gentleman that I mentioned earlier. I talked to him quite a bit. I, I lost count. I think it might be maybe five times that you hear me saying, we'll press pause here, I'll catch up with you later. Because as we're talking, Violet Fields had just finished, Duke was setting up, and they were starting to sound check a little bit, and it was getting louder and louder. So I keep saying, we'll talk later, we'll talk later. But he had a lot to say. <laughs> and it was interesting, so we just kept talking. And then whilst talking to him, I spoke to someone else who was filming at the front, who I hadn't met before. His name is John Clay. He too has a YouTube channel called Clark's Clark Kent's Rock and Roll Review. Review spelled R-E-V-U-E. And he happened to have a Superman shirt on as well. So I introduced myself to him because it looked like he was on his way out. And I wanted to say a quick hello before he left. Just introduce myself. I happened to be recording as I was doing so. So we start talking. And then we head out of the live room because the band Duke is about to start. And that's when you hear some people, you know, heckling in jest at Duke who are about to start up. So then I talk to... John Clay a little bit, and then I go back inside after Duke are finished, and I talk to James, the photographer, and Roger again, and I try to get the rundown on the different people who are regular appearances at smaller gigs in, around London, 
and they list off a bunch of names, and who knows, maybe as I continue with this, I'll probably cross paths with them all at some point. But it was nice to get a bit of a map drawn out of who's who, so to speak. So that's what you'll hear in this episode. First I talk to Roger, then I move from Roger to talking to John Clay, and then I go back in to talk to Roger and James. The bands are all really good, Violet Fields, Duke, and Magic Wands. Magic Wands, their guitarist broke a string, and it took a while for him to repair it. So they ended up playing a cover of Dreams by Fleetwood Mac, which is never a bad thing. And then they ended their set with a song I was talking about in the previous episode, Black Magic. And I was stood at the front with the people I'd been talking to. And Roger was stood quite near to the bassist and came very close to getting hit in the head by the bassist's guitar. But he managed to escape unharmed. Really fun gig, very fun conversations. I hope you agree. So that will be that, and then I'll see you in a little bit with some original music. Enjoy. Write a book on and off, but I sit on the train and write a few notes and a friend types bits up. It's not organised, but I just, I just think there are so many good bands to see. You're an idiot for staying in and being at home and not getting out to see them. I mean, absolutely. But do you often know? Have you often heard of the bands before you see them, or do you sometimes I, take a chance? Oh, I, I mostly take. Well, I my favourite trick is to see a band that I know and like along with a band I don't know so that one way I get one good gig (laughs) even if I don't like the one I've never seen and they're called never scenes the ones that you know (laughs) but I've never seen them and I met them here a few weeks back and they were nice people and one of them added me I, I came across Magic Wands because I was, I, sometimes we all cheat and we look on everybody else's gigs to see yeah. what, what's, what options and I might have seen it and so uh, when I looked it up there is someone else good on tonight who's playing in a church, uh, St Pancras Old Church, I've seen her and this is quite a big band coming up. I'm not saying that's a good, necessarily a good thing, but I'm an idiot to go to someone that I've seen, even though I like her, rather than come and see a band I've never seen that are quite big. I might not get to see them again. Might be big money. This is free all of a sudden. So, yeah, that's it. Roger, how long have you been going to gigs in London? Well, not as long as I should have, which is why I go at it hard. But I restarted with a friend of mine about 2004 maybe a couple of years before that and that was like two or three a week and then this was with a girl whom subsequently she was on uh, Prozac and so we had there were a few little arguments because she was mood swings all that sort of stuff eventually I decided we went to gigs together she would do all the booking but I, when we broke up, I decided that I was not going to stop. So I found gigs in a thing called The Guardian Guide. It comes out with a Saturday newspaper. And I picked a few out of there. Some were better than others. But I discovered, luckily, some really good people. And then I met a guy at a place called Pure Groove. It used to be in Farringdon. Like a little cafe bar, record shop. Did gigs met a guy there and he said Roger there's a thing called MySpace you need to get on it this is how long ago yeah. right and uh, before then if I wanted to um, an email sent I had to ask my son to do it and wait beg and re- for a reply three days later 
but this guy said to me, Roger, if you go along, if, if you get on a computer, you can, uh, you know, you can track bands and all that sort of stuff. And I thought, well, this is something useful. Yeah. But till then, a computer was a bit of dead metal to me. But I, uh, so yeah, my son showed me, and uh, okay, the cursor went flying all over the place like it does for everybody. But I gradually picked it up and. Uh, you did, once you discover one band you like, you go to see them. There are supports, there are different acts you like them. It just expands like the branches or roots of a tree. Yeah. And there's more and more to see. So are you the kind of person who films and takes pictures of the gigs and puts them online no, or anything? I've only just... I'm, I'm very old school, like, and that's why I've got a bit of paper with my stuff on True. it. But I, only over the past year, I was given a phone and... He, my son showed me how to take photographs with him, how to put them on Facebook. And uh, sometimes I used to do a blog, but I've got a bit lazy because I'm out every night and uh, you don't always have time. So sometimes I do, I do do photographs, but it's not like I'm arty. Yeah. I just take a photograph to show you like the layout of the band, the style or... Just yeah. a, a couple. Sometimes they're good, sometimes they're terrible. <laughs> and that's how it works. I'm kind of the same with that. So are there any particular gigs from the past that stand out? Any bands that you saw before they got big, anything like that? Well, we're always trying to do that. There's, <laughs> yeah. there's a, a fairly big number of people that you get to know. I know these two. I know about three or four over there. Um, you get to know faces. But um, a band that I... That were quite big. Uh, Dream Wife. Yeah, yeah. They're on the way up right now. Yeah. I saw them when they first. Well, I'm not sure if it was early on, but I saw, quite early on when they played the Old Blue last. I saw them there two, three years ago. Uh, the Big Moon. I like. I saw a, a them two, three years ago. And there's I saw there's a band now called When Young. Yes. Big fan used, of them. I saw them when they were called Sisters. They had a different name. Was so, it the same members? Do you remember? Yep, three piece. So how, a couple of years ago then, is that? Uh, probably longer, maybe three. It's difficult, time flies. Yeah. Maybe three, four. And are there any venues you liked in the past that aren't with us anymore? Yeah, Madame Jojo's. Oh, you're, I'm right there with you on that one. And the, buf heat. the Buffalo Bar. Never been to that one. Whereabouts was that? It, it, it was by Highbury and Islington Station. Right. There's a pub called The Fighting Cocks, and it had a. It was like their beer cellar, but they opened it up, and it was a lovely little venue. It's very low-fi. There were particular bands that you would say uh, Buffalo Bar bands. Oh, right. uh, but the beauty is so near the station. So but, uh, another. Sorry, one other band that made it big, although they've not played for a long time. Savages. Yeah, they're really. I saw big. their second ever gig here. The first London gig, they played in Brighton, I think, first, but they played here, Savages. Oh, that might be the biggest name of the ones you mentioned. They were Possibly, because I band. knew them when they were in different bands. There was a band called John and Jen. John and Jen, with Jenny Beth, is that? Yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. sort of stage name. It's not a real yeah. name, but... Yeah, and I knew, so I knew her, and I knew John, and uh, the guitarist... So I knew them. So that, that she said to me, oh, we've got another band coming up called Savages. So we, we made sure we got here. I think that, well, if you can, between guitar squeaks. We, so we can carry on. And, to be continued. Roger, yeah. thanks for your time. Enjoy the rest of the night. And then what we can do, if, you, if we meet 
I can feed you more stuff if, uh, I'm, if there's a page that's a public figure, the gig slot. Uh, so we'll press pause for now to be continued. Yeah, 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 yeah for sure, sure. Thank you very I much for your time. I would possibly, depending how late it finishes, I won't rush off afterwards, but I live out near Kingston. I don't know where you live. I live east of East London. I live near Dagenham. So that's probably quite a distance. Yeah. Oh, it's yours actually. Kingston's pretty. It's an hour and a, hour and a half. If I, I got here in an hour and a half. The things we do for the things we love, eh? Well, yeah, but you know, part of it for me is the mission. If it was easy, you wouldn't bother. You know, well, you might not bother, but if if you've got a mission, you appreciate it more when you get there. I think. Well, I have, fun. I have missed bands because trains and all that, but on the whole, I manage. And if it's a struggle, you'll appreciate it more. Definitely. That is my view. <laughs> and that's where I live anyway, so occasionally I go to a gig in Kingston, but there's not much going on there. There's a record shop, Banquet Records do stuff. And Savages played a gig in Kingston, and I went to that. They played the Hippodrome. Yeah, I've heard of that place. It's yeah. a big venue, but it doesn't give you the impression, because I like small venues. Yeah. It doesn't give you the impression of being huge. So I saw them there, and let's eat grandma. Oh, yeah. They're a funny... Two people, isn't it? Yeah, two very young girls. But anyway, yeah, this is a fun venue. Absolutely. I'll pause there, because you might not hear each other anymore, but I'll talk to you in a bit. Thanks a lot, Roger. you're Roy. Okay, well, you can look me up, and and you're on Facebook as a blog yourself, are you? Instagram. Right, well, because my phone's phone's well out of date, what I don't like, my son looked into it, he's a tech expert for me, but you can go from Instagram to Facebook, but not vice versa. That annoys me, because people would be staggered, because there's a friend of mine who's sat over there, he's gone out for maybe... Francisco? Francisco, you know. Yeah, as well, yeah. He's called the... I'll tell you, he's actually called the missus, if you read my thing because if I ever get a plus one for anywhere they say a plus one for the missus and it's him <laughs> so he's called the missus I'll we'll see you in the future right, I'm catching a bit oh, you're to right, be right, continued yes, okay, mate. I'll Thank you. what's your name John John I'm Roy nice to meet you nice to meet you you right. filmed right. the gig that was just on right um, yeah 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 do you have a YouTube page where I you do, yeah. Yeah. what's the name sorry <laughs> sorry I should have been I, I record a blog I, I record a podcast daily where I go to gigs talk to people that play them people that attend them. so I was talking to Roger I recognise Mark because his YouTube yeah, channel is yeah, kind yeah. of infamous. It's his name backwards. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your YouTube channel called? My, are you being recorded now? Yes, I am recording. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's all right. Now I know. Um, yeah, my name is John Clay. I run a YouTube channel called Clark Kent's Rock and Roll Review. Um, and you can see bands on there via the session that I do. I do live sessions in the studio that I work at. Oh, so, what studio is that? Um, it's called Hermitage Works. We may want to conduct this at a place where they're not going to start playing. Are you heading out? We can go up there. Let's, let's, let's stop at some point. Yeah, sure. Hurry up! <laughs> <laughs> you are in trouble tonight, mate. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I still don't want to interrupt that stuff. Yeah, same here. Here, here's good. So, what, what's the name of the YouTube channel again? It's called Clark Kent's Rock and Roll Review, which is a bit of a mouthful, but I didn't think it was going to get to where it is <laughs> now. I mean, if I thought about it back then, I would have called it something a lot shorter. So, yeah. <laughs> so, how long have you been putting videos on there? Um, I started in 2013. I went to a 
a concert called Arc Tangents, which is like a really big left field rock and roll event in Bristol. Okay. Um, and I just run around on my iPad, like introducing myself to bands, interviewing them. I didn't really realize there was any red tape to go through. I didn't know you had to actually get certain passes. I just ah. assumed I could walk in and the bounces were all really nice. So I was very, very lucky. Um, the Superman shirt, that part of the uniform. Maybe that was it, who knows? I mean, I did have a, a press pass because I was working for a magazine at that time, but to get interviews normally, you have to arrange it way beforehand um, with the management. But I didn't bother doing that, I just started talking to bands. But anyway, long story short, after interviewing bands for some time, I felt it'd be good just to record them on stage, filming them. It just felt a little bit more um, consensual. But if I was filming them, then they could be adding to their product by putting yeah. it online, Facebook and whatnot. Interviews, they were fun, but they were becoming um, more of a caricature of what it was that I wanted to do. Because after a while, if you're becoming mates with people that you're interviewing, you don't really want to ask them too many heavier questions. So that was part of the reasoning behind it. But now, um, I work in a studio where the bands will come in, they'll record their stuff, I'll do a, a film of it, and we'll colour correct it, we'll put it on a channel, and they promote it as well. So, yeah, yeah. so what's the name of the studio that you work at? I think that's what um, it's It's called Hermitage Works. It's run by Margot Broom. Um, she's recorded bands like, say, Meat Raffle, Goat Girl, Fat White Family. A lot of bands that are on Domino and Rough Trade, she used to basically work with, and is still working with a few of them now. So, what's this all for? I think okay. Yeah, I, I really didn't explain any of this, because yeah. much like you, it's kind of on the flight. So, the name of the podcast is Saddest Night Out. Okay. And it's an attempt, because sometimes I miss a day or two. It's a daily podcast where I go to gigs, talk to people that play them, or put them on, or attend them. So I came to this gig, okay. I recognised James, the photographer, who always has like two cameras on him. Yeah, yeah. I saw the, all the guy with the bald head, Roger, right now, yeah, I yeah, know yeah. now. I saw Francisco, who's just walked in behind us. Hey, Francisco, who's here? And then Roger told me to check you out as well, because... Okay. Much like you, there's not too much like preparation beforehand. It's just what gigs are on. Let me yeah, go and see yeah, who I yeah. find there. And at this gig, more than any other, I noticed a few recognisable faces. Yeah. And that's when I started to see. There's a bit of a scene. There's, there's a bit of yeah. There's a there's a, a crowd that yeah. kind of does this, especially for smaller venues and smaller artists. Okay. And that's why I'm trying to capture this. The tagline I always use is. In the 70s, there was a book, well, there's a book called Please Kill Me about New York bands in the 70s. Yeah, 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 yeah. There's a book called Meet Me in the Bathroom about New York bands in the early 2000s. Wow. And I'm trying to write that book in real time, episode by episode, wow. here in London. So do you, you are have now. a YouTube channel to do this on? Not a YouTube channel, but if you just search for Saddest Night Out, all one word, you'll find it on iTunes and on SoundCloud. Okay. And I'm also on Twitter and Instagram where I try and put videos and pictures up of places I go to. Okay, I mean, we may want to co-opt what you're doing with the studio if you want. But, exactly, um, yeah. Um, I don't know, if you want to finish your interview, then I can yeah. give you details. <laughs> yeah. What else do you want to know? I don't know. Well, thank you very much for your time, man. I'll catch you around soon. Yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. There, there, are, there is a crew of people. Right, so that, that I'm here with Roger and James. I've seen John. I've seen Mark Saunders. Uh, yeah. I think that's Francisco in the corner there. Yeah. Who else have we got? This guy here, I don't see him t hugely often. He's called Nigel. I don't know his mate's name. Okay. There's, there's Neil, a tall photographer. Uh huh. Does stuff in black and white photos if you've seen him. Might have done. And uh, who else do we have? Uh, oh, there's a guy called Jamie who does jumping sounds. He films a lot of gigs as well. Uh, I might have seen him, but I, I yeah. don't know him as such. Um, so do you tend to approach other people at gigs? Like, how did you two come to know each other? Well, I, I would nod to James here, and then 
someday I think he sent me a friend request. I mean, you, you think, what the hell, we might as well know what's going on. <laughs> well, um, it's the same gig, so might as well. I, <laughs> I don't go out of my way not to talk to people, but yeah. normally there are enough people to talk to, you know. And also, I find that it's not bad today, but normally between bands, the background noise is so loud yeah. that I cannot hear what people are saying it's a whole night of what 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 yeah, but, yeah. yeah especially with francisco his his uh his it's uh, italian i think isn't he's it? got an he's spanish his oh, accent spanish. is bad and he will pronounce a, well, a band in a way that you will not understand so sometimes we need a translator but oh, uh, he has a friend called andres yeah well he he and I had a disagreement because I, I generally, almost exclusively, prefer female vocals. So there's always a, almost always a girl in the band that is singing. But Andres has been going around calling me a pervert, I believe. Oh. But uh, oh, yeah. he, he's not seen fit to unfriend me, but I don't really care. It's, the truth is that's what I do. But um, there are a few guys I see, and uh, if I'm at a if I'm at a guys gig, it's very special. I can tell you, there's there's one really guy. Good. There's one guy I can't refuse to go to his gigs. He's such a gentleman. He's called Jamie Doe, Magic Lantern. He's a folkier person. I do folky stuff as well. Mark, Mark. Sorry, so I was kind of trying to say earlier, I have a podcast where I talk to people at gigs, and I'm kind of sort of recording now. Alright. So Mark, no, join in. No, no, no. Oh, no? <laughs> fair enough, fair enough, that's, that's right. So I'll call it one there. He's the man to talk to. <laughs> Till next time guys, thanks for watching. me about bands, what I've discovered also is that 90% of Icelandic bands are worth seeing. Icelandic bands? Yeah. Well, Dreamwife are partly the, the singer's Icelandic, and they've got this sort of aura of otherness about them. Have you ever seen Painting Elephants? I haven't heard of them, but... Painting Elephants, they were around about five years ago. They've broken up since, but again, two Swedish girls, and the vocals are incredible. They've got this... It's a bit of a Björk thing, but there's a band I've seen here twice who are exceptionally good, and they're called Keelan Mickler, K-A-E-L-A-N, then M-I-K-L-A. Right. I'm not sure if I'm saying it right. I've seen them here twice. They are, you're on another planet, you know, they are. Have you seen them, James? No, I don't think so. Anyway, we, we all, the point is, we all don't do exactly the same gigs. We overlap, you know. And that's what's fun, really. And then you cross, every now and then you bump into each other. But Icelandic bands are something special. I always make an effort to see them, and most of them are exceptional. Uh, uh, well, thanks again for your time, guys. Okay. Until next time. Yeah, sure, sure, sure. Whenever, whenever. Okay, that was that. Thank you for listening. Thank you to Roger and John and James and everyone that I spoke to last night. Thank you to the bands. Bad Vibrations were the people that put on last night's show at the Shacklewell Arms. I was hoping to catch up with someone who works for Bad Vibrations, but they put on quite a few shows, so I'm sure I'll get that chance again in the future. That was quite a long intro. That was quite a long episode, so I'll try and keep this outro short. You can find me online at Saddest Night Out. After talking to the people last night, I think it might be wise to set up something on Facebook so I can keep in touch with said people. And I'll, I'll get around to that at some point.
Otherwise, the music I'm going to play is a solo from a song that would be track three on album number one. If and when that comes to pass. And it sounds a little bit like this. I can play it normally. What I like to do is kind of turn it into a solo from the strokes. Well, not a solo, a solo, but a really good solo. Thank you for listening. I'll see you at some point tomorrow. Take care.